Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm Dee Dee Donahue. And mom's going to stay real close to the microphone. That's right. I'm not going to fade away today. Mom, mom is, she listens to the podcast to like critique herself. Isn't that good? Because I can't do that. Like I'm... Well, I, well, sometimes I listen to it because some people make comments about it and I can't remember what I said. Oh, man. We have said a lot of things, right. haven't we? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I hope they're all true because I can't remember them. They better be the truth. Well, I'm working on a blog post right now about uh, a very contentious... Truth in sewing? No. <laughs> well, very contentious stitch. Some of you may be able to guess that it's the three-thread narrow. <laughs> Actually, how much... It's your birthday present. Okay, and here comes the here dog. Comes the if dog. anybody can hear her toenails, yeah. I guess she opened the door. She was whining it before. They've been upset because it's frozen here, and they can't go out and do what they want to do. They're so limited. Yeah, Mom goes back and listens to the podcast, and she was getting a little quiet. But I think, you know, I've, I've got a lot to do, but maybe I should put my big girl panties on and just listen to us. Well, I, I don't like. I listen to it like when I'm in the car or something. I don't make yeah. like a point of like whatever. Or like I said, somebody will say something. And I'm like, did I, what did I say there? They're like, oh, I, what she said makes so much sense. And I'm like, good. good. What it was? <laughs> well, what mom said is uh, it must be all true because I can't remember it. That's right. right. You don't have to I have to tell the truth. The truth. Yes. I have to tell that you all know. I have to tell the truth. Well, if that, I'm inconsistent, it will be because I guess I've misspoken or I've found out new information. In that blog post, I say that we're always open to learning new information. Well, that's true. Absolutely. You know, we, really, we really hope we are. I mean, um, but there are some things that we have found out you know by experience anyway while i was writing the blog post my apple watch gave me a high heart rate notification <laughs> i was apparently very impassioned whilst writing it well you know when the three thread narrow does not work for people it does get me excited because uh, yeah it works for me i've never had a problem with it and i want them to be successful i think we're going to have to do just an episode just on the three thread I narrow do too. it might be a little repetition of some other episodes well yeah because we we've done do a te- we've done a video a on surgers, it you're going to do a blo- uh, yeah and yeah. you're doing a blog we talk about it a lot yeah well yeah. you know okay well let's get to today's uh topic i guess yes. before we were podcast planning on air Today's topic is how to thread your 
machine wrong. Right. Incorrectly. <laughs> all the ways. All the ways that we know it's been done wrong. Well, and maybe not all the ways because. Well, I said all the ways we know. We know. Okay. That, okay. We, that we've come across or we've been subject to or whatever. There we go. Because weird stuff can happen. Yes. And, I, you know, I can't think of something that somebody shared in the group recently, but definitely um, there's always a new way to right. screw something up. There is. And I never say, I really try not to say that, like, that, oh, this is easy or this is simple, like, about a sewing technique. Right. Or say that it's hard. Yes. Neither one. Most of it is you just need the correct information. Sometimes you need practice. Time. I mean, yeah. or, or, you know... Sometimes you need to walk away and come back and get a new outlook on it, right? Well, I think time, okay, because time right. will provide you with practice. And patience. And patience and um, an opportunity to not to not rush. You know? Exactly. So time could mean extra time to focus on top stitching your jeans right. or something. And then time could also mean years of practice. Well, and, or give, your, give yourself that time to calm down, cool down. Reflect whatever you need. Sometimes it's something really simple. Well, I remember one time Joanne, uh, she's our software teacher, and she is just a meticulous person. Absolutely. She, um, well, OCD going on there. <laughs> she's she's great, and um, she always is pretty successful with her projects. Right. And she and she talk about somebody who researches. Right. And she came in one day with her machine. She said, "It just won't sew. It just won't do this." And I was, you know, trying to get this Halloween costume done, and I just threaded up her machine, and it. It worked fine, right. like on exactly what she was sewing. Right. And it was thick. It was a right. bunch of layers, you know. And uh, she's like, why is it working? I said, Joanne, I just think you were rushing. Like, this uh, yeah, happens to got, me. You got overwhelmed. So you just don't know what happened. When someone says, oh, I just had to take my machine for a ride because they go, you know, yeah. the tech, the tech, <laughs> the tech, the tech threaded it up or, you know, the sewing machine per, uh, store person threaded it up and it worked perfectly. So I guess it just needed right. No. You, you needed it, a ride. You needed a ride. <laughs> and it had been threaded wrong. That yeah. is what happened. The bobbin was in wrong. The needle was in wrong. The thread was in wrong. Something was not correctly placed. Okay, well, let's start off talking about sewing machines then. Because yeah. I figured we'd divide this episode between sewing machines and sergers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll sort of, of course, we'll see what yeah, happens. We'll, we'll, <laughs> Very good, Mom. You're right. You know that plan we always have yep. and we never stick to? Yes. So on your sewing machine, first off, you need to thread your machine with your presser foot up. Unless somewhere in your owner's manual, it needs to be the owner's manual for your machine. Yes. Okay? It says otherwise. Now, what does it mean when I say thread with your presser foot up? It's it's a great reminder to people. You physically put your presser foot up. And what it does, everyone, is it opens your tension discs. Yes. This is what it does, okay? Um, somebody did post in the group. I think this is what you're referencing. Right. They have a very new machine. I can't remember the brand. I can't either. They... Were, it doesn't say in their owner's manual to thread And they, they showed up. us. I mean, they, they yep. you know. They, now, they, but what it does say a... is like push the threading button. Right. So they have some sort of mechanism. They have a mechanism that somehow the disc open up when you touch the threading button. So it, it automatically threads. Right. So it's opening the tension discs. I think it's opening the tension discs while leaving the foot down. Yes. It sounds like it. It's what it sounded like to me. So that this person could thread the needle more easily, I guess. 
Okay. I guess. I think now on our baby luck destiny, we raise the presser foot, thread the machine up to the eye of the needle. Right. And then we push that thread the needle button. Right. And it lowers the presser foot. And it lowers the presser foot when it threads the needle for us. So on our older machines that are not self-threading. Yeah. Um, what we do is we thread with the presser foot up uh-huh. because those tension discs are open. We yep. want them to be open. We want the thread to go into the tension disc between the two little... They look like symbols. And when I say symbols, I mean like symbols in a uh, marching band. C-Y-M- the two little flat discs. B-A-L. Are, they're actually like sort of con- convex disc, I guess, that are against each other. Yeah. But anyway... That thread needs to lay down through there. And then when you lower that presser foot, you know, it clamps shut on them, right? Yes. And then as And you, causes a tension. That's right. On the thread. Right. And then as you sew... The well... Thing, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're interrupting me. Yes, I, I am. And we're going to stop this. Because <laughs> I have a friend now that's in radio and she's going to start listening. So we've got to stop talking over oh, each other. Oh, then she might say something about you interrupting me. I know. We've got to stop talking on, on top of each I'm other. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what I'm saying is many people say, well, I can't thread my needle with the presser foot up. And if you can't, you put the presser foot down. To thread the eye of To the thread needle. the needle only, not the entire machine. And I, we have also had people say to us, <laughs> oh, no, I thread with my foot up. And then we find out, no, they don't. Or with their foot down. Yeah. And they, no, they don't. They thread with their foot up. And then when they thread their needle, they put their their foot down. That's a very common thing to do. It's okay to do that. Okay. This is, it's wrong to thread with your foot down in 99.9% of cases because you will not be properly regulated in your upper tension. Right. And what will happen, What one of the main things that happens is a ton of top thread will show up on the bottom, on the underside because of your project. Because it doesn't have tension. That's so right. The other thing I want to bring up to people who say, my grandmother didn't tell me this or my mother or whatever. If you notice on machines of a certain age, mm-hmm. the tension disc sits out front on the machine and it has a little dial on it. You know, you see yep. the numbers mm-hmm. and they say, I was never taught this. That tension mechanism was easier to get your thread in place, okay, without having your foot up, because people would floss it, floss in. it into there, and they could see and f- see. You know, the tension desks were naked. Yes. Now they're dressed and they're covered for for actually safety reasons inside the machine, and you don't see them. You can't always see them open and close. Sometimes you can sort of peek in the crack and you see. You see like light reflected right, right. in there. But when they say, I was never taught that. My mother sewed like a dream and made everything in the whole world. Okay. <laughs> she may have not had to know that. She may, But there were a couple of times probably that it didn't work right. And she was like wondering why. And so she rethreaded and then it worked. Yes. And those symbols are very visible on those machines like we were right. talking about earlier. And the one other time where you might not have to raise your presser foot is if you have a long arm quilter right. or one of those sit down 16 inch quilters like the baby lock tiara right. and they say that i remember them in class being like right you know there is no presser foot up or down Cause here because you can you right know, um, well basically the presser foot never goes down right it, it never all, goes all the way down yes it kind of hops you know yeah. a little bit so keep that in mind okay when you thread it wrong this way when you thread with your foot uh, down and you don't get into the tension when you're disc, not in the tension disc you get all that thread on the bottom of your project it can look ugly 
But also, that top thread can end up going down into the bobbin area. It's in the bobbin mechanism. Getting wound around your bobbin case in, there's a whole infinite amount of ways that it can get wound around your bobbin case. And it can cause the machine to stop moving properly. Okay? So, no matter what machine you have, you have a bobbin case. Okay? And even if it's a drop in, in bobbin. bobbin. And we have a video on YouTube that talks about a drop in bobbin. Well, let's talk about bobbins after this, too. We will. Yeah. We will. See, you'd rather, but okay. D- don't interrupt me, Mom. No. <laughs> so, so then that thread's round, wound around that bobbin mechanism. And any bobbin mechanism also, it moves, okay, a little bit. It rotates or it oscillates one or the other. If that movement is impeded, when your needle tries to go down the next time, okay, it can hit your bobbin case. It can pierce your bobbin pierce, case even. Break your needle, break your right. bobbin case, do lots of terrible Expensive things. Expensive damage. And then you might be shredding thread next time, blah, 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 blah. This is why you need to thread with your foot up, okay? So Your presser foot up. Yeah, not your... Not your. Uh, they used to make jokes about me with. I say to people, thread with your foot up. And there's the ZD sewing studio print with right. the lady with her foot up on the table. That's right. And she's wearing like garters and garters. Yeah, and I don't know if her garters. They're called stockings. Then her I think. stockings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so number one, thread with your foot up. We did a whole episode on this. It is our first ever sewing out loud episode. It's, always our, it's our first rule. Yes, and I guess it was released just about two years ago. Oh, yeah. The thread with your presser foot up episode, a little over two years ago. Uh, How else can you, or how do you... While we're here, while we're here, Mm -hmm. and your thread was nesting or looping on the bottom, Uh and people will call it a bird's nest. Love it. I like that term. Uh, Nesting or looping on the bottom of your project, and people will jump to the conclusion that this, the problem is on the bottom. Incorrect. When you're nesting on the top or looping on the bottom, or you, it looks like you have no... When your stitch is messed up on the bottom, it is the problem is in the top of the machine. That's it's right. with the top thread. It's with the thread that's coming off the spool. Right. Okay. When you get loops on the top uh-huh. or funkiness on the top, or you're not, you know, making that then the problem is in the bobbin area. Yep. And I'm not gonna say it's your bobbin tension. I don't want to say it's your tension because you're gonna run and try and adjust your tension. Don't. There's other things to do first. That's right. I want to cover one more top threading issue. Uh huh. Well, there's a couple there, more. Okay, yeah. let's let's stay I with think. the top thread before we move to the bobbin. Um, missing your take up lever K-clunk, or your clunk uptake lever. <laughs> You'll hear it. I think I've told this story before. It's a junky sound. And we actually have a blog post about that. Right. And I, I like show the threading, but I think I've mentioned this before that this happened like. I don't know, four times in two weeks at the shop one time. That's right. That And I remember this just being burned in my memory, and it just hadn't happened a lot before. Um, you can miss your take-up lever, and yeah, it sounds like someone is in the bottom of your machine with a hammer. Right. It's really hard to associate, I think, the sound with the problem. Yes, and the reason you – the the – primary reason or the most uh, frequent reason that you miss that take-up lever or uptake lever, because people seem to interchange those, is because it was not in the highest position possible when you went to thread. 
And then also when you threaded, you didn't thread like you were flossing your teeth. And when I say flood, thread, thread, yeah, when you say, when I say <laughs> thread like you're flossing, mm-hmm. when I say thread like you're flossing, what I mean is you have a hold of, you know, the thread on each side of whatever mechanism you're going through. So like a hand close to the thread coming off a spool. Right. And then a hand at the other end. So you are making, you are putting tension and giving that thread exactness when it's going someplace. So getting your take-up lever in the highest position is equivalent to putting your needle often in the highest position, sort of, okay? It's right before your needle comes back down. Yes. And on an electronic machine, if you have needle up, needle down... This is excellent. So when people say, why do I want bells and whistles? They can help you thread properly. Um, The needle always stops uh, at the top of the cycle or the bottom of the cycle. And so you say, hey, needle, go to the top of your cycle. And that take-up lever is in the perfect position to be threaded. And that is invaluable to me. Absolutely. Uh, It's how people screw up. In many ways, it's invaluable. It's It's like when someone gets a machine... It doesn't and doesn't understand these functions, and then the machine doesn't have the fail safe. Right. Then that kind of not as nice machine, that entry level machine, will break more easily as well. Absolutely. When it is threaded improperly. This is why, if you're interested in investing in a newer machine right. or upgrading, you know, this is a feature to think about. So, what Mallory is saying to reiterate this is not only is up and down for your convenience or how you might like to sew or that you can touch it and it'll pop up out of your fabric and you can, you know, take your project out from under your foot. It also gives your needle a proper destination for threading. Absolutely. And, and oh, your, or your uptake, le- your, whole, your whole, your whole mechanism. Right. No, you're so right. Cause right. it's your take a lever and then you're like, needle. Right. it is your needle. Also. Of course right. it's easiest to thread the eye of a needle when it's as far away from the fabric as possible. Right. Like, when it's not down low. Right, right. You need fabric. it up. Hello. Mm-hmm. And then if you notice, that, often feet will have a, a white color on their little ankle or your, uh-huh. or your not always the feet now because they snap on, yeah. but on the needle bar, it'll be white or some, something like that. So you can see the eye of the needle if you don't have. Mom, you're blowing my mind again. Okay. The other thing is if it does not have that, my feet infamous trick is I stick my thumb behind the needle, eye of the needle, my thumbnail, and I can see that perfectly. And if I aim through that hole and pull my thumb away at the same time, that thread comes right through. I had no idea that's why they're white. Yeah. Mom, I also learned that there's sport in the Olympics where you ski and shoot (laughs) things yesterday, guys. (laughs) In In the Winter Olympics. And then what else did I learn just now? Oh, that some of the needle manufacturers used magnifying. Yeah, their little their little plastic cases had magnifying ends sort of on the packaging. So you could read the sizes. Right. I've, I've always taken the needle out of the package and then tried to look at it. And then today I was looking at a package and I was putting the needle down and it was like distorting the, not the part that has a size right. on it, like the part with the eye. And I was like, why does it look like that? What's going on in there? The most important <laughs> thing is she thought she was telling me something. Yes. I was like, yeah. Mom. Did you know? And she's like, yes. I, it, in fact, she wasn't like, yes, I know, Mal. She's like, 
yes, Mallory, I used to talk about mm-hmm. that in guide class. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. And I didn't know about Mallory the Mallory probably thing. never took guide class. No. Well, I think I was there a few times. Yeah. I think Not so. the needle day. I, I taught guide class. That's I didn't right. teach people that, apparently. Obviously, you didn't teach them the um, same thing I taught nope. them. <laughs> so, uh, take up lever up, needle up. This is this is something you can do before you thread. So, like, think about it. We've just right. told you to have, like, all this stuff up, right? Right. Needle up. Make foot up. Up and open. Uh, how about a clear thread path? Or okay, absolutely. You... And I was I was going to say the next thing may be the thread and thinking about what thread you're using and how it's supposed to be positioned on your machine. Okay. So there are stacked threads and there are crosswound threads. Yeah. The stacked thread is the spool that looks very smooth and when the thread comes off, it when it comes off, you know, it's it's going off like uh from top to bottom and then bottom to top and then top to bottom. The cross round thread, you'll see a pattern of the thread where it's crossing. Looks like diamonds. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it's sort of chevrony looking. Yeah. Yes. So the the round wound or stacked, those mm-hmm. are the same thing, mm-hmm. round and, and stacked, that spool should be upright on your machine uh-huh. because that's how it feeds off the most comfortably, the easiest, the smoothest. Uh So you don't have any jerks or anything, right? Because, again, we're looking for a smooth thread path. This is where it starts, Mm -hmm. okay? Crosswound should really be laying horizontal, okay? Uh Now, not all machines have this, depending on the age. That's why you want a thread lift. lift. If you're on a thread lift, any, any thread can be put on that, upright spool uh-huh. and it goes through a long arm guide so the thread has time to relax relax untwist or whatever now particularly for what i call specialty threads that have like mylar are metal in them so that would be metallic threads uh-huh. and that's truly metal in there everybody it's Sometimes. a sliver Sometimes of metal it yeah. it's a sliver of metal mm-hmm. okay along with other threads right there's other fibers in there you have just taken this thread after being tightly wound, mm-hmm. right? And then you're trying to put it through the sewing machine that goes down to this needle where this needle like punches it up and down like something like 64 times before it actually gets used. Lays down, lays down and, yeah. and the needle's finished with it. Right. And that's a piece of metal you asked that to do that. Well, so shoot, if, think about asking a piece of... Uh, polyester or cotton to do it you know right (laughs) but if you have that thread lift you have the ability to let it relax a little bit extra before it gets to your machine especially with those metallic threads if you see those come off a spool they're all corkscrewy yeah corkscrewy well and this is when you use that thread lift, you're not skipping any of your thread guides. That's right. Okay, you're going. You're still going to use <laughs> all of the guides that are there on your machine. Some machines, which you need to know, will also have what they call an auxiliary guide, uh-huh. which is an extra guide for those harder or specialty threads. Right. So look for that. Look for that in your manual. If you see a place where you've never used that might be kind of close to the spool, and you're like, I wonder what that's for. It's, it's for specialty threads or something that needs, you know, corralled better. Um, get yourself a thread lift. Yeah. 
we'll we'll put our uh, affiliate link to the Amazon uh, yeah. and item. You, you want the metal thread lift. That's what we'll put. So yes. don't when you get there, if you find another product, make sure it has a metal base. You'll be really sorry if you get the plastic thread lift. Absolutely. And I don't know. I think it's like it's under fifteen dollars. It's well worth it. And it will last you forever. I mean, how old's that thread lift over there? Well, I don't know, but we have like five. Well, yeah, I yeah. know, like that one, like with that. I mean, that thread lift is it's, 20 well, something years old. I was going to say maybe 30 years old. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I mean, it is. It, it's probably older than you. It's really old. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a sewing item that will last you forever. Okay. Well, the other thing about the thread lift is then you can use any size spool. So if you have a cone yes. or something, it's usable. Well, this is, we are at 22 minutes and we've only covered upper threading woes yeah, so we on might the have, sewing machine. So we may have two episodes yes. on incorrectly so let's let's take a message break threading we'll just back. the regular machine we'll yeah. come back and talk about the bobbin so mal what's going on with the patreon well because <laughs> like i thought i got it and now it's now i don't get it anymore i spent all this time explaining it to you i know i'm well, not, you know just wait like 10 days and then explain things to me <laughs> well, here's here's the deal. Um, we started a Patreon uh, in late fall of 2017. And a Patreon is the way a way to support us. A way to in what so, we do support the podcast. Right. Um, Patreon, though, is a company of its own, outside of our control. And recently, Patreon has let us know that they were going to change their fee structure. And it was going to cost you, the patrons, uh, our supporters, it was going to cost you more money. And we weren't going to get any more. Yeah, we were. Yes, we were. Oh, okay. You See, I don't understand. (laughs) We were going to get more money. We were going to not have to pay the transaction fees. Oh, I see. So they were passing it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I did explain this to mom before the podcast, uh, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> they were going to pass the transaction fees onto you, the patron. And uh, when they announced this and they let patrons know, I asked a few of our patrons how they felt, and most people were so kind and said they didn't care much. Right. But I thought it was really silly. Uh, these transaction fees are standard on the internet whenever you buy anything from They're anybody. Standard in business. Standard all the time. So... I thought we have, I just knew uh, right away when this structure changed that we had a solution that was actually going to mean that you, the patron, would not have to cover those transaction fees and that we, the makers, the artists, uh, you know, the podcasters, would not have to pay 5% to Patreon anymore. So we have opened our own membership site so here.com slash membership it's going to look very familiar uh in terms of the levels of uh support that you can give Uh and this is going to be our alternative to patreon it's going to allow us to deliver exclusive content to you still uh it's going to we're going to be uh billing your credit card or paypal whichever one you wish to use to support us. And if you're listening to this in December of 2017 and you've already been billed by Patreon, uh, if you go and sign up, I will refund your 
December. December fee. pledge. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we're this will be in your email inboxes. You can email me about it, etc. And we have some very exciting things planned for 2018. Right. Don't we, and, Mom? and for those of you who have not signed up to patronize, <laughs> to patronize us, <laughs> um, we would appreciate you going to sohere.com slash membership that's right and see if there is a level you would like to support us at yes uh and the the response we got to our patreon was absolutely wonderful and it is uh some income that has come to really help us to produce these podcasts and it's something uh we like to rely upon and actually it's going to help us create more content on our own site so that no matter what patreon decides to do in the future we don't have to deal with it. Right. So now we're just not dependent on somebody else making our business decisions. And getting in the way of our relationship with you, our listeners, um, it, it's all up to, you know, you and us now. So uh, if you go to SoHere.com slash membership, there should be something there right now. Uh, our exclusive online content will be available on January 1st of 2018. I hope to get the first issue of... Our little sewing magazine up there, which is going to be available to uh, some of the levels. Uh, the wardrobe planner is also another thing that's going to uh, be available to our sewporters. So yeah, check out sewhere.com slash membership and transfer over if you were on Patreon. And check it out if you have not ever uh, looked at that page before. Sewing so, 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 so out loud. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. All right. Bobbin. Oh, man. Well. This episode's going to be like an now, hour long. <laughs> did we did we get all the way through thread? Well, did we? Do you have an... You, well, I think, I think the other thing we need to do, and this would be the bobbin area and the upper part of the machine, you need to make sure your machine is clean. Yes. Great. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of ways to clean your machine, a vacuum and a brush, you know, to get any sort of lint out. Suck, suck, suck. Don't blow. Suck. Don't blow. Don't blow. Don't use canned air, Canned okay? air puts moisture in your machine. It's a mistake. It'll blow lint back into the machine. And, right. Back into where oil is. It yep. can bind it up, you know. So those tension discs, say you've used a thread that you didn't know was a little waxy or a little gummy or, or whatever, whatever happened. Yeah. Um. They might need a little sort of flossing, and you can use dental floss, non-waxed. Unwaxed dental floss. Right. Or you could take like a cardstock and run it through, you know, stick it in there and run it through. 
you'll be surprised. Sometimes you'll get a big blob of thread yeah, out or something. No, I've done that for, or yeah. I've taken, you know, I'm not going to say that everyone can do this, but a lot of people, probably on your machine, you can take off that little side cover right. above your needle. And I've, I would do that for people at the shop before, and we would take out just like a piece of, right. we call it thread trash. It's kind of like, yes. maybe that would be like trashy sewing people and and there you know usually a funny little brush comes with your machine to clean out areas that most of them i am not like particularly fond of i think you're much better off with what they call they call them chenille sticks now which are pipe cleaners work and or um a good q-tip like a cotton swab Uh and that you can sort of roll the lint on that cotton swab and pull it out lint cotton candy yes yes uh if you like popping pimples or anything you're gonna love cleaning your machine (laughs) so the um cleaning out that tension disc is is a great idea when mom was talking about an index card if you can kind of see inside your machine and you can just run it like a credit card right you know through that and run it with the tension disc oh that's the (laughs) The dog dog. shaking her head she's cleaning her tension disc she's cleaning her tension disc yes uh you can uh, slide it like a credit card with the tension disc open. You can do it with it closed, probably too. Right. Um, and then you, well, let's just say you need to get your machine serviced once a year. And too. it, and you know, again, we're talking about threading. The needle needs to be in the proper place and in the proper. So, on a home machine, on what eighty five percent of them, the flat, the home needle has a flat back and it goes to the back of your machine. Yes. Now, if your bobbin does not face. You, you have a hook system, okay, that has a bobbin case that you take out and you put your, every time you do it, okay, but if it's facing you, Uh that's correct. If it's what I would call sideways, okay, which would be at a 90 degree angle to that, Uh what we just talked about, the flat of the needle will go to the the throat of the machine, Uh towards the throat of the machine, yes. So make sure you know that if you have... An, a bobbin case that's oriented differently. Yes. So, and I'm I'm pretty sure all of the drop-in bobbins they're flat to the I back. I can't think of any I can't that think aren't side loading drop-in. I bobbin. can't either. Uh, but it could happen. And when we're talking about all this, I want to talk about. I want everybody to think quality thread, quality needles. Those are important. And one reason quality thread is important is you won't get that lint. You won't get all that gluey, gunky buildup. It won't happen. The cheaper the thread, the more binding agent, right? And what's binding agent, Mallory? It's glue. And there's glue in all your threads. Right. It's not, no one has a spool of continuous fiber. Uh, The last thing I think I want to say about threading the upper thread is about automatic needle threaders. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need to look at your owner's manual. So most of the time, if you have some sort of helper on your machine to thread your needle, it wants you to have that needle in the highest position uh, or what's called electronic high. And that would be using the needle up, needle down button. That's correct. Okay. And if you use a size 60 slash 8 needle, an automatic needle threader will not work. Most of the time. Right, because that little bayonet that goes through the eye needle is just too big for that small eye. Yeah, the the eye is too small. And if you, it only takes one time for you to bend that bayonet. And I've had people come in and be like, well, this needle threader never worked. You know, I did it once, then I did it one time, it didn't work, and it's never worked after that. I'm like, yeah, the bayonet doesn't like all of a sudden unbend itself. It's a little wire going through an eye of a needle, which you find difficult to thread. So it's it's obviously very particular. So... (laughs) 
that would be another caution. Be nice to your needle threader. Yes. You don't jam it through. If it's not going through, maybe your needle is not all the way inserted. Because think about yeah. these things that have to go on. It uh-huh. has to be in high. It has to be high. Your needle has to be high, yep. not you. Electronic high. <laughs> so your needle has to be high, and it has to be inserted properly in the needle bar, or that will miss. Think about that tiny, tiny little space that that bayonet has to reach through and then, you know, bring that thread back. And there are some, there are, there are like different levels of needle threaders. There are mechanical ones that right. just come down and help you. Then there are ones with electronic machines, and then there are ones with computerized machines, okay? So, um... You know, read your manual, get your needle in the right position before you go because for it. Because a working needle threader is heaven. It is. I use mine all the time, and I know that there are people like, I have no trouble threading my needle. I I'm, don't either. I'm 28. I can thread a needle just I, fine. I'm 65 tomorrow. I have no problem either. No, but I also don't have a problem pushing a freaking button. No, thread I don't for either. <laughs> I don't either. I'm pushing that button, and then I'm picking up my project Yeah, at I'm the doing same something. Time. About, it's like you can multitask. That's right. That's correct. And, you know, I think Baby Lock in the needle threader arena, I love their needle threaders. Like, Sophia... Um, or, oh, you know, it's called the Verve now or something. Yes. Um, the Verve and all those machines kind of where you start out with the computerized and the electronics and stuff. It is a nice needle threader where if you do things right, it'll work all the time. And they're, not every brand has that. Well, yes. And I was actually the needle threader on the Serger, baby like Serger, is, is mechanical. And it was funny because I just went through this with Sam and she said, you get that every time with that needle threader, and I don't. And I go, I you might not be doing this correctly. Right. And she was really not laying the thread into she the. She didn't know how the baby. Right. Was. And she's like, oh. Well, yeah. since we're gonna do a separate episode, and we will for talk about that surgers, in surgers, right? But I will just say, I feel like most of the time on a sewing machine, the bayonet, this very thin wire, comes through the needle, and then the hook goes down. Right. On a sewing machine, and on our surgers. The, hook, the bayonet comes through and the hook goes up. It's, right. So you can so see. So you lay the thread in, basically. Lay it dif- differently, right. you know, right. sometimes uh, for different different machines. All right. Are we ready to move on to bobbins, you think? I think so. All right. Amy of the beautiful crushed velvet pink dress. Yes. Just posted in the group that she is having trouble with a drop-in bobbin system. Uh-huh. This drop-in bobbin system is super common. In fact, it looks very similar. I really wish they didn't call it drop-in bobbin. Why don't? Why do you wish they wouldn't call it that, Mom? Because you can't just drop it in. You can't just drop it in and start sewing. Yeah. Why do they say that? I, don't, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess you know. Words happen. And just to clarify, Amy, I don't think you were just dropping it in and starting Right. So. We're just talking about okay. what most commonly but happens. What, yeah, what it looked like. She said she was having trouble. I'm not sure if the issue got resolved. The dog shook her we head had, again the, if you guest, heard it. Our guest star uh, for this episode. It's Jazz the Spaz. Yes. Um, your bobbin case in that top-loading or drop-in bobbin... See, I like top loading. You like top loading, like a washing machine or something. Okay. In that top loading bobbin, you have a bobbin case. I repeat, you You have have a bobbin bobbin case. case. Okay. Don't say you don't have a bobbin case because 
ZD won't say anything to you like she says to me, but she texts you like, someone saying they don't have bobbin case again. Okay, Mallory and I went to school for this. You have a bobbin case. I have a bobbin case. We, can, paid, we paid a I lot can, of money to go to school for this. You I have a bobbin case. Take it out right now. Right. Okay, you know. And even if you don't think you can take yours out, if I was there, I could get it out. I, I mean, you know, maybe some machine company at some point made some kind of like fused in bobbin case, but I cannot. Well, no, be, they didn't because the be tech can always idea. take it yeah, out. Yeah, it would be awful. It I would, mean, it's, it's a screw. A if anything, there's a screw you have to release. That's right. So this really common top-loading bobbin that I think maybe like 95, I don't know, 80% of our sewists are stitching on, okay? Nowadays, right. There's a threading path on it, Okay. And there's a threading direction. And Amy said, she said, I can see the directions. I'm putting it in right. It has a good diagram. And most of them, yes, they have a right. good diagram. Uh, the thread is coming off of the bobbin for a top-loading bobbin. When you put your bobbin down and the thread's coming down, it looks like a P. It should look like a P. If it doesn't, you need to flip it over. There you go. Okay. Yes. Instead of a Q. Right. All right. And I learned that from someone at Baby Lock, a teacher. and Because I'd always just told people it should turn counterclockwise. Right, I always used it. And that's what I, that's and, why you like, did, because that's what I used. Or it should look like the diagram. Right. You know? Oh, yes. You, in the diagram, it shows you how it should be feeding off. Yes. It's the opposite sort of a, a roll of toilet paper Well, <laughs> to and me. I, I really liked the P and Q thing, because yes. I've heard other Gives you a shape. really silly things. Yeah. Somebody used to say it needs to go over the waterfall. And yeah, like, what waterfall? What the hell are you talking about? Well, depends, you know? Yeah, and the waterfall falls Where's in. Where's your a, waterfall? Yeah. <laughs> Is it to the left or right, so north or south, whatever? So anyway, I Amy thought she was putting the bobbin in properly, okay? But there's a threading path, and the threading path is a little, um, what do I want to say, deceptive. You can't just lay the thread down no. into this path that kind of looks like a, you know, a swoop. Right. I, you know, sort of what, an S. It'll look different yeah. on different right. machines sometimes. Yes. Yeah, like kind of like an S or a, a hump or something. That thread path is meant for you to run that thread through while putting slight tension upon the bobbin. So what I Absolutely. do, I put the bobbin in properly. Uh, P for properly. P for proper. <laughs> hey, remember that. <laughs> uh, for a top-loading bobbin, I put it in there, and I get a little slack, okay, of thread. And then I gently put my finger Onto the center of that bobbin, and I follow that path. And so it, she's holding the bobbin so that it doesn't lo too loosely. Yes. Let the thread come off too too quickly or loosely. Like when There's you were, a slight tension on it. Like when you were right. holding your thread close to the spool for Absolutely. top threading. So there's a slight tension. When you hold it like this, you're going to feel your thread go through the bobbin tension. You will. Disc. You'll you feel You'll a little feel, drag. Uh, you feel a little click. Yes. And then there's often a thread cutter there. Right. Which is super awesome. Now, you gotta get in the tension disc though, everybody. That's you, right. There's a tension disc down there. If it won't cut on that thread cutter, you know you're not in the tension yeah, disc. If it too. just keeps pulling. If it just or it, yeah. sometimes it'll like shred it. Yes. And won't cut it. Should cut very nicely, right. very easily. This is so very important. This is where you'll get loops or you'll just um, or not a stitch at all. Not a stitch at all. Uh, I can't remember exactly what problem Amy was having. I can't. I don't remember either. But I do remember that there but was a so conversation. She just took this picture, and it was just of that right. bobbin system. And somebody immediately said, "Adjust your bobbin tension." Yep. Well, she didn't have any. Okay, because she it probably yep. wasn't in there right or something. But or 
or there was some lint. So let's talk about this. Is I kind of have a good. I feel like I have a good segue right. for this. You have a bobbin case, and it has a tension disc or spring. I think spring might be the better word for a slot. A slot. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it's one of those front loading. Oops. <laughs> I just got excited and knocked my mic. Uh, whether it's a front-loading or top-loading, you have a tension spring or slot. I think Mallory was trying to thread her microphone. It wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a good stitch. <laughs> so if you have lint in there, it's not going to work. It, right? And in many times, it's holding that spring open. open. Yes. So you have no tension on there. Yep. I had, we sold a big old... Single needle, or not single needle, single head, multi-needle embroidery machine to this shop, you know, here in town. And they were like, oh my gosh, we got to bring it in. It's just not stitching. Right. And they hadn't had it very long. Right. Just a few months. And they it was going to be hard because they had all these projects to do. Well, and the other thing and is you've got multiple people using the machine. So you don't know right. what's happened to it. That's right. And so they were, they were just going to be in such a rush. I said, what's going on? She's like, oh, there's just all this looping on top. You know, it's, I'm certain it's something I can't fix, right? I said, get out that bobbin case, get an index card. So this is a front-loading bobbin case I'm talking about, one that comes out every time you thread. Right. Okay. And they ran a I, – I think they brought it to me, actually, maybe. I, I can't remember. But we ran a business card through that tension right. spring and just all this gunk, gunk came out. Gunk, right. guys. Like, well, it was, and, it was glue, it right. was thread, it and was And especially on, you know, we all use a lot of pre-wound bobbins now with embroidery. Yeah, especially with and embroidery. And they are, the re, they're pre-wound, and if you notice, the thread doesn't fall off of them. Right. It's because there's binding agent, which is glue, holding them together. So you have to be prudent about keeping it clean. That's right. So... Anyway, uh, we did that machine stitch perfectly. I mean, that cost nothing right. for that for that fix. So if you do have a a top loading bobbin case, you can get this out and you can slide an index card yes. in that tension spring as well, and it might help you to understand a little better how that bobbin case functions. Functions so that like you can envision the guts of the machine as you're threading the bobbin area. That's I correct. think like. This man, I could deliver a machine and take like five hours if I wanted to. Right, you know, to tell when, people everything. Yes, uh, that's not always great because I think it can be information overload for some people. But bob intention is pretty much contingent on proper threading and cleanliness. That's right. I feel. And then someone, someone else, I think, posted a picture of their bobbin case. They were getting a bad stitch. And they said. I think it's something wrong with the bobbin, but I, I took my bobbin case out and I can't adjust the tension. And the picture they took of their bobbin case showed the tension adjustment screw. Right. It'll often have a daub of paint right. over yes. it. You why? know why? <laughs> so you won't move it. Or so it's the tech to, can tell well, if you yeah. moved it. Well, yeah, it's to hold it in place, yep. honestly. Um, yep. And my father, when I was growing up, we worked with small electronics and he always had a little bottle of fingernail polish. And when he set a screw and adjusted something, he would dot it on there. Uh-huh. 
basically to hold it. Right. That Or like you said, then you would know if it moved also. Because you could, sometimes right. people bring things in, you could say, hey, did you adjust your bobbin tension? No, oh, no, no, it didn't touch no. It. Oh, yeah. well, this green paint is all flaked off of here. Like, you know, I right. mean, it. not that we're trying to like catch people. And you can do, you can do whatever you want to your equipment, <laughs> you know. Because the, the tech is more than happy to charge you right. for the repair that That's you right. have just basically uh, needed. Some machines come with more than one bobbin case. Yes. And in the baby lock owner's manual for the machines that have that, they'll be like bobbin case one uh-huh. with green dot. Right. And then bobbin case two has no dot. Right. And it is a bobbin case that is supposed to be available to you for adjusting tension. And for specialty threads for specialty that, threads. Are, that are yeah. heavier or thicker. Yeah. So you really, you shouldn't, I mean, when do you adjust your bobbin tension, mom? Rarely. You really rarely, on any machine, it should be a rare thing that's happening. Can I just drop this in here? It isn't a, well, it's kind of about threading. Bobbin thread is oftentimes different than top thread. Yes. Don't let this scare you. I want to say this especially for those of you making jeans. Don't put top stitching thread in your bobbin. Right. Okay? I see this a lot. And then people are like, oh, and then I had to adjust my bobbin tension, da, da, da. You put normal construction thread in your bobbin and then the top stitching thread on top. And then you may need to adjust the top Top tension. tension. The bobbin tension should be the last thing you have to adjust. The other thing is, is when you take those bobbin cases out, whether it is our top loading or our, you know, front loading, our rotary hook front loading, it has to go back in correctly. In correctly. (laughs) And it has to be seated. (laughs) Yes. And most of those you'll feel a click or a falling in place. It's very easy on the top loading not to get them in absolutely correct. How you know it is incorrect is you put it in and then you take your hand wheel. You don't have a bobbin in there, right? You take your hand wheel and you see if your bobbin's moving with the rest of the mechanism of the machine. You might not want to have a needle in there either. Well, that's true too. (laughs) If it's not moving, it's not in because it has to oscillate back and forth, okay? One if time, it's not, it's incorrect. In It's not seated properly. One time, uh, if Cinda's listening, she's my costuming teacher, I helped her with a costuming class, and they had uh, machines with front-loading bobbins in there. And somebody got the bobbin case in backwards, like so that you could see the bobbin. Right. I've never – I didn't even know it was possible to do that. Like this <laughs> – I, I didn't know that a, either. That's why I say – don't buy machines from a school, school or a college because you never know what's been done to them. Um, yeah, and there are videos online. I guess it, we could we could definitely do video more videos about bobbin areas right. um, for sure. But they yes seated properly. Sometimes on those front loading ones, the whole hook system can come out for you. Mm-hmm. It does. Yes. Okay. And then I've had people just freak out and bring their machine right. in and say, my machine fell apart. Right. And I could always put it back together right. for them. I'm not going to describe that process no. on the podcast. It's, Let's not. That's an exercise in right. futility. Um, but your whole hook system can come out for cleaning. It's great. Right. It's great So I cleaning. think one of the lessons here, and Mallory and I rarely say, say this, but keep it clean. <laughs> you know, That's right. <laughs> you want to keep it clean. That That clean... And, you know, free free of any debris. And sometimes there needs to be some oil. Your bobbin has will get more lint in it, of course, than your top thread right. uh, most of the time because of gravity. 
okay, yes. and all that spinning down there and everything. So all the lint's, you know, going down in there. This is a great place for Q-tip uh, lint cotton candy. That's right. Uh, it's wonderful. Actually, Sam, we need to put the video where I, uh, it's like set to horror film music where ZD's cleaning out the person's feed dogs. Yeah, that I I noticed and that was that is on YouTube, right? Yes, we it need is. To, we it need is. to link to Just that. Just put that in there. Put that in there. Right. It's hilarious. I like taking out like it's like more. It just and keeps more coming and more. And coming. Right. It, it's one of those Dr. Pimple Popper things. Which yeah. I can't watch those. No, I, don't I can't watch either. Those. Um, is, yeah. But it's the equivalent in sewing and it's less gross. <laughs> so, yes, the um, keep it clean. That's what will affect the tension. So, just one little recap. When we say you have a tension issue, it doesn't always mean to adjust your tension. In fact, that's the last thing you do is adjust your tension. On bobbin or it top. It is the last thing you do. The re- When we say you don't have tension or it looks like you're not, you know, you're, it means that somehow the thread's not seated. You have missed a guide, you know, in the threading process. You've missed the, it doesn't mean adjust your tension. In That's fact, right. if you do that, you've set yourself back. You have to look for all the other issues first and make sure you've got that clean path that you've seated that thread in properly. Uh, yep. I think the same lady who, uh, taught me about the P and Q thing. She said, put a little card in your customer's machines that says TNT. Yes. Threading, needle, tension. Right. So Tensions the- last. Theoretically, they've come and they've gotten their machine cleaned at your store. Right. Right, as a dealer. And then they take it away. And if there's a problem, th- but threading can mean so much. Yes. And that's why we recorded a 50-minute podcast on all the ways you can thread your machine wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe... This will be enough. And if anybody has any other threading debacles that they've known that they've done, that they've corrected. Yeah, I'd love to um, hear them too. We'd like you to make a comment and let us know about them. Yes. um, So you can go to SoHere.com. You can find this episode under the podcast page. um, And you can – you could take a picture of your – threading debacle and put it on instagram that's right and you can tag zd sewing studio and um oh what else you can get a hold of me at mallory at sewhere.com and we thank you very much for listening so long and so happy thanks for listening to sewing out loud for even more expert sewing advice visit sewhere.com Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.